Hello, and welcome to the RamGAD Pod. I am your host, Jason Economou, Government Affairs Director for the Realtors Association of Maui, and this is my podcast. Thank you for joining me today. I'm going to call this one the election special. As you guys are probably aware, if you are already listening to this podcast, I have been doing interviews with candidates and discussing issues that are relevant to Maui County elections. And this episode is really geared towards uh, primarily RAM members, so members of the Realtors Association of Maui, my employer. I know that there are some non-RAM members who listen to this, so hello to you. This is for you too. Uh, unless you don't vote in Maui County, in which case, if you are not a Maui County voter or if you are not connected to Maui County at all, you probably won't get much from this episode. So go ahead and skip it. This is one of those episodes that I have been avoiding, but it is also the episode that I've had the most demand for. Uh, Really, the goal of today is for me to try and explain the proposed charter amendments that will be on the Maui County ballot this election. And I will also share the recommendations that RAM's Government Affairs Committee put out to our members. Now, before I begin, I need to make a couple of things abundantly clear. First, I am not an expert on these charter amendments, and I might share information or opinions that are entirely inaccurate. So so I might get things wrong. I apologize if that happens. It really isn't intentional or malicious, but it is indicative of just how challenging this is as a topic. I am a government affairs professional. I have been in government affairs and lobbying for for nearly four years now. I have a law degree. I pay close attention to Maui County policy and government and politics. And these proposed charter amendments are still pretty confusing to me. Additionally, there's a lot of people who have... um, emotions, high emotions wrapped up in how these charter proposals get decided. So there's misinformation out there. Please um, do not rely solely on what you hear in this podcast when you're making your decisions. Try and do some of your own research. I know Civil Beat has been doing a great job of trying to write articles discussing these. There are a number of forums. I believe there's a Civil Beat forum Um, this Friday, the 21st of October. So try and learn as much as you can. I am just trying to be one resource. The second thing I need to make abundantly clear, pretty much everything I say in this episode is either my own opinion or the opinions of people that I trust. I will share information regarding election recommendations put out by RAM's Government Affairs Committee, And when I share that information, it's for the benefit of our members, and I will explicitly state when I'm doing that. But everything else should just be assumed to be my individual opinion and conjecture, so please don't hold it against RAM, and and please don't hold it against me. Um, I I, I don't want you to to hold anything against me. I want you to like me. I want to be liked. Anyway... Uh, Let's jump right into the Charter Amendments. There is a lot to cover here. The Charter Commission itself put forward 11 proposed amendments 
to the charter. These are 11 questions that they ask to be on the ballot that, that cover changes to Maui County's charter, which is our foundational document. It's our constitution as a county. Uh, in addition to those 11 proposals put forth by the Charter Commission, the Maui County Council added two alternatives to the Charter Commission proposals. So we're going to go over the alternatives as well. And then the Maui County Council also uh, followed their own separate process to put forward an additional two um, proposals for charter amendments to be on the ballot. So if you're counting, that means that there will be 15 additional questions on your ballot this election in Maui County, and those 15 questions deal with charter amendments, strictly charter amendments. Now, you might be thinking to yourself, gee, Jason, that sounds like a lot of extra questions. I wonder if the other counties have that many questions on their ballot. Uh, the answer is no. No, the other counties do not do that many questions, or at least they're not doing that many ballot questions this year. Uh, if you want to look it up, you can, you can go to the State Office of Elections and look up all the different ballot questions that are going to be on the, the different counties. Uh, and those the other counties in Hawaii only have three or four um, questions regarding charter amendments. So, you know, Maui no Ka'oi. Uh, that's, that's just how we do it. We'll talk about that later. Now, I'm going to go through these charter uh, amendments first, and then if I have time and energy after covering all 15 of these ballot questions, I will also try and tell you about uh, the election as far as the candidate races and what candidates RAM is recommending members vote for. So let's get started with these charter amendments. Um, there's a few ways that I want to approach this. Um, what I want to do is I want to start by reading a message from the Charter Commission. Dave DeLeon, um, a friend, a mentor, a former government affairs director for GAD, was on the Charter Commission uh, they put together an outstanding voter digest. The, the title of the document is Maui County Charter Commission 2022 Voter Digest. Um, it, it's prepared for voters. It's super digestible, <laughs> to steal their word for it. It, is, uh, it explains what the question will be on the ballot, what it means if you vote yes, and what it means if you vote no. They have done this for all 11 of the Charter Commission proposals, as well as the two alternatives to the Charter Commission proposals that were put forward by the Maui County Council. Unfortunately, there is no really understandable digest for the two additional proposals that were put forward by the Maui County Council. So um, that's, that's really just... <laughs> That's really just um, a shortcoming of the county. They, they've really, in my opinion, kind of dropped the ball when it comes to voter education this election cycle. Uh, the mayor's done a great job of putting out press releases to, to demonstrate to the county what the county and, and its current officers have been doing for, for the voters. Um, but when it comes to these charter commission proposals and the, the proposals put forward by the county council, not enough education and outreach has been done. 
And I am really disappointed by that. And I think part of it is, um, part of it's by design. So let's, let's, I'll get into my, my theories about things later, potentially, depending on how tired I get talking for the next hour. Uh, but for now, let me start with this letter to the voters. Dear voter, your vote counts. In the upcoming 2022 general election, Maui County voters will be asked to vote on potential amendments to the Maui County Charter. The Maui County Charter Commission proposed 11 amendments to this ballot, and the Maui County Council proposed two alternatives. Any proposition rece receiving a majority of the votes cast will be considered approved by the voters. If a proposed charter amendment and a proposed alternative both receive a majority of votes cast, the proposition receiving the larger majority shall supersede the proposition with the smaller majority. Please note that answers to any proposed question left blank or with both yes and no marked will not be counted in determining the majority of votes. We therefore recommend you consider each of these proposals carefully and cast your vote. Copies of the text of the amendments are available at the office of the county clerk at 200 South High Street, 7th floor in Wailuku, and also on the Charter Commission's webpage at www.mauicounty.gov slash charter commission. Thank you for being a voter. Sincerely, the Maui County Charter Commission. Now, it's a great letter. I really hope you paid attention to the portion that explains how these charter amendments work. This is important because it means that, that the charter proposals can actually be manipulated pretty easy if enough people ignore them. So if you leave them blank, then it's pretty easy for a small minority of folks who are motivated and organized to, to get that quote-unquote majority of votes because it's the majority of votes cast and counted for those particular charter amendments. So if you don't cast a vote, it might only take a couple thousand or a few thousand votes in favor of a proposal in order to pass it. And that could result in, in major changes to the charter, depending on the proposal. Uh, and some of these changes could be very costly. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, my, my general rule of thumb, if I don't understand a proposal for a charter amendment, then to me, that's a failing of the, the proponents of that amendment. That means that they didn't think it was important enough to reach out to me and educate me on that. And I'm somebody that pays attention. So, so if they didn't reach me, my mindset is that, that my default answer is likely going to be a no. Uh, some people, their default answer is that, that they leave it blank. Um, some folks just get a postcard that tells them to vote yes, on, on certain things, and that's what they do. I want you to think about it. I want you to do your research, and I want you to, to provide the best answer possible. Now, let's dig in. The first question for the Maui County Charter is um, Maui Commission Proposal 1, to create a separate housing department dedicated to affordable housing including an advisory board and Hawaiian Homelands liaison. The question will read as follows. Shall the charter be amended effective July 1st, 2024 to 1. 
divide the Department of Housing and Human Concerns into two departments. Two, create the Housing Advisory Board to advise the Director of Housing. And three, require a liaison with the Department of Hawaiian Homelands within the Department of Housing. This is one of those instances where RAM has come up with a recommendation for Maui Commission Proposal 1 to create a separate housing department dedicated to affordable housing. And um, that recommendation is to vote yes. So uh, here's what happens if you vote yes. It means the Department of Housing and Human Concerns, which is currently a single county department, would be divided into two separate departments, each with its own director and unique powers, duties, and functions. The amendment also creates a new housing advisory board tasked with advising, aiding, and supporting the house director's efforts or the housing director's efforts to create affordable housing. The amendment also creates a new position within the Department of Housing that is tasked with acting as a liaison with the Department of Hawaiian Homelands on all matters involving housing development within the county. This proposal was originally called the Department of Housing Development. Uh, that's, that's what the, the department would have been called. Um, so, so the truth is, we've seen over the last few years that our housing crisis is so massive that it, it's a bit much for a single Department of Housing and Human Concerns to properly address, especially since Maui in recent years has really focused more on the human concerns side of housing through voucher programs or assistance um, rather than the actual housing development side of things. We at RAM understand that, that this proposed amendment, according to the county auditor, will cost about $2 million to the budget. But at a time when you know the median home price in Maui County is floating around $1 million, that doesn't seem like too much if it'll get us more inventory and, and focus that inventory at more affordable workforce housing levels. We think that, that this is an investment, but it's an investment that is necessary. It's an investment that the other counties have made. And we think that if we're really going to take housing seriously, and if we're going to have a council and a mayor that take housing seriously, they are going to need a separate Department of Housing Development in order to, to really um, put government to its, its best uh, in, in accomplishing this goal. So, so RAM is supporting this one. RAM's Government Affairs Committee highly recommends supporting it. Me personally, I recommend supporting it. I think it's, it's one of those things that's kind of overdue. Um, it, it represents a little bit of a flip from where RAM had previously been on this issue when it was first proposed to bifurcate the Department of Housing and Human Concerns. But the reason for that flip is the, the proposed amendment that was primarily the brainchild of, of Dave DeLeon is a good amendment. It really focuses on housing development, which, you know, development has become this dirty word, but inventory ages out. And so if we don't build any more houses, it's not as though we're going to have all the units that we currently have in perpetuity. Um, we're just going to keep on backsliding. And that's less homes for, for our kids and our grandkids. So 
we need homes. We need homes for our middle class, for our families. And um, we, we support Prop 1, creating a, a separate housing department. Now, um, Maui Commission Proposal Number 2, the Department of OEV Resources. The question is, shall the charter be amended to affirm that the county will operate as a bilingual government and effective July 1st, 2024, to establish a Department of OEV Resources to implement programs to ensure proper management of OEV, which is Native Cultural Resources, including the Hawaiian language, place names, historical and archival materials, cultural sites, EV and burials, and the variety of natural resources used in cultural practices, and collaborate with the planning director on revisions to the general plan and long-range planning programs. That's what the question's going to look like on the ballot. According to this digest, a yes vote supports the creation of a new county department called the Department of OEV Resources, which would implement programs for native cultural resources, including Hawaiian language, cultural practices, and natural resources. The director of OEV Resources would act as an ex officio non-voting member of planning commissions. The amendment also affirms that the county will operate as a bilingual, so Hawaiian and English, government. This is a tough one, gang. Um, the, the auditors said that, that this proposal should only cost about $400,000 uh, in, in the uh, budget. I tend to think that is a very low estimate. Um, because if we were to operate completely as a, a bilingual county, it's going to take it's going to take a lot of people. Um, in addition to that, what's being asked of the the potential director of the Department of OEV Resources um, might be a little bit more taxing on the system and cost a little more money than than we might be led to believe. So, so for proposition number two. Um, this is another one that that Ram has taken a position on, and I'll, I'll go ahead and, and share that position with you. Um, regarding the Department of OEV Resources, Ram is suggesting that you vote no. So admittedly, the ballot question for this proposed charter amendment sounds awesome, and it seems like something that we should all be in support of. I, I get that, and if I were only exposed to the ballot question... I would be voting yes. However, I have read the full proposal. A deeper reading of the actual proposed amendment raises some concerns. For one, the amendment creates an entirely new county department that will have largely the same responsibilities as the county's Cultural Resources Commission. But it is unclear how these groups will relate to each other. It is similarly unclear what it means for Maui County to affirm that it operates as a bilingual government. As one of our Government Affairs Committee members explained, Maui County can't operate efficiently in one language, so making it do everything in two languages seems like a big ask. Now, beyond that, this department will have significantly more influence on county planning functions than the ballot question implies. So, for example... The director of planning will be expected to work, quote, 
in collaboration with the director of OEV Resources to prioritize capital improvement projects, as well as to, quote, prepare, administer, and enforce long-range planning programs and cultural resource management plans. Uh, Overall, we have a lot of questions regarding how this new department will actually function in practice because that ability to, quote, collaborate, or really the requirement for the director of planning to collaborate with the director of OEV resources when it comes to the preparation, administration, and enforcement of long-range planning, um, capital improvement projects, and cultural resource management plans, um, that's a lot of potential power and a lot of potential input for a, a department that is, is, you know, brand new. So for something this big, we really think that there should have been more education and outreach. Um, and, and this was one of those proposals that came really late in the Charter Commission's uh, schedule, their timeline of review. So it wasn't vetted as much as a lot of the other proposals. And it's also one of those proposals that is extremely emotionally charged. So a lot of folks don't want to be critical of it. I don't like being critical of it because I know I'm going to get some hate for it. However, if we are talking about um, Maui County's functions and its efficiency, one thing that has become abundantly clear over the past year is that our planning department is not in a good place. Um, there, there have been you know audits and reviews, lots of complaints, multiple calls from multiple council members to investigate activities within the planning department and how they're functioning, and making the planning department now collaborate with another department on all these major functions just means more meetings, more bureaucracy, more bloat, more time, and more inefficiency. So the question sounds great. We are recommending that you vote against it, though, because there's so much more to this than just what's presented in the ballot question. Moving on. Um, Sorry for the ums, Lynette. I know Lynette is probably listening to this, and uh, you're still my, my number one fan, and I apologize for all these verbal pauses, but there's a lot that I'm covering here. That was a fun little aside for the rest of the listeners. Now, Maui Commission proposal number three, ethics and financial disclosures. This one's straightforward. We won't spend too much time on it. The question is going to appear, shall the charter be amended to one, require the filing of a financial disclosure statement by appointive officers and employees prior to taking office or participating in any official capacity. Two, prohibit the officers and employees from taking official actions in which the officer or employee has a direct or indirect financial interest. And three, prohibit officers and employees from using or attempting to use their position for unwarranted advantage to themselves or others. This one is just straightforward, uh, anti-corruption, a tightening of the existing ethics rules. So this proposed amendment resets the rules so that appointed officers cannot assume their their roles until their ethics filings are complete. It also blocks decision makers, like county council members, from arguing for their their interests even if they recuse themselves from voting. Uh, 
If they have a clear conflict, they must remove themselves from the discussion. This uh, charter proposal is in response to real life instances where, where people weren't really following just the rules that you'd assume we'd all want to follow. Um, this is one of those straightforward amendments. Ram likes it. We, we support it. We get behind it. We recommend that you vote yes. Um, you know, these are the sorts of things that our appointed and elected officials should have been doing already. But recent history has made it abundantly clear that we have to make some rules explicit if we want folks to follow them. What a shame. So vote yes on Maui Commission Proposal 3, in my opinion, if you're so inclined. If not, that's fine. I won't judge you. All right. Charter Amendment Proposal 4. Um, oh, by the way, for the Proposal 3 on Ethics and Financial Disclosures, that's expected to cost less than $25,000 for the county overall. I, I think it'll cost way less than that because it's just a matter of timing when it comes to filing papers. So, so yeah, that's a good one. Proposal 4. Uh, this proposal... Maui Commission Proposal 4, Planning Commissions and Community Plan Updates. The question is, shall the charter be amended to require that the Maui Planning Commission have members from all council residency areas on the island of Maui? Two, allow for Kalupapa, Molokai uh, to be included within the county of Maui and the jurisdiction of the Molokai Planning Commission upon state action. And three, allow for the community plan update process to be set by ordinance. If you vote yes on this amendment, the, uh, the charter currently does not require regional representation on the Maui Planning Commission. So a yes vote is in favor of requiring that the Maui Planning Commission's members include at least one person from each of Maui's council residency areas and no more than two members who reside in each council residency area. This amendment would also allow for Kalupapa Molokai to be included within the jurisdiction of the County of Maui if state law allows for such a change. The amendment would also provide the community plans uh, that community plans will be reviewed and updated as set by an ordinance. A no vote opposes the changes in this proposal. So the charter currently does not require regional representation on the Maui Planning Commission. The charter also uh, currently defines geographic limits on the county to exclude the area known as uh, Cloud Papa. So, yeah. Um, RAM does not have a recommendation when it comes to uh, Maui Commission Proposal 4. Um, which is interesting because this deals with the planning commissions. The, the tricky thing is the, the planning commissions are actually pretty hard to see already. And the mayor and the Maui County Council could make it a point to make sure that there's always regional representation on the Maui Planning Commission without making a change to the charter. But for some reason, it seems like they're trying to make it necessary um, within the charter. The problem with that is you can't really control your pool of applicants. 
So my understanding is that the pool of applicants for the planning commissions often um, comes from similar areas, similar backgrounds and professions, which are often maligned by certain progressive members of our, our county council. Uh, and and <laughs> sometimes it is difficult to fill seats because people don't want to go through the confirmation process. Uh, people can't make the, the meetings and the schedules. My personal opinion I don't think this will have a huge impact on the function of the planning commissions. It's probably a, a decent idea. I don't like it because I think it'll make it harder to fill planning commission seats, which are already difficult to fill. Also because a, a solution to this could happen without changing the charter. So there's that aspect of it. Um, however, I really do worry that, um, that they're going to keep on pushing these silly um, advisory boards to the Maui Planning Commission if this doesn't get passed. So as a compromise to avoid more costly and pointless regional advisory boards to the Maui Planning Commission, which have already caused delays in, in legislative reviews and approvals, um, this might be a good compromise because I know they're going to keep on pursuing those, those regional boards if, if we don't... Uh... Yeah, so consider it. According to the county auditor, this proposal will cost less than $100,000. Um, I'm not really sure I believe that, but we'll see. All right, proposal number five on the council's organizational meeting. Uh, where is the question? Okay, Maui Commission Proposal 5, Council Organizational Meeting, Remote Access Government Records. So the question is, shall the charter be amended to 1 require remote communications during county council meetings between the council and members of the public located in Hana, Lanai, Molokai, and other geographic areas in accordance with state law. Two, require county employees to facilitate access to county records and minimize fees and charges. And three, provide discretion in determining the day, time, and venue of the county council's organizational meeting. I'm going to look at, at um, my friend Dave DeLeon's notes that he let me um, steal from him and gave me permission to plagiarize. Um, so, so Dave's notes don't really provide any additional detail. I wrote some notes on this one. Let's see if any of it's pertinent. No, no, this is pretty straightforward. It doesn't really impact real estate. Um, you know, I, I like it. I, as somebody that has to attend these meetings pretty frequently, even the ones that don't deal directly with real estate and just sort of deal with general government policy, I love the requirement for telecommunications. I love the ability to testify remotely. Yes, it adds a lot of time to council meetings, but it also allows people the ability to, um, to be more involved in their community and to be more aware and to, to have their voices heard. And it also allows the ability for you realtors who are on the go all the time to, to testify from your phones, which you should do more often because it makes all of us look good, especially me, um, when you guys are involved. So get involved, vote, act, invest. Um, that was a little RPAC plug. If you're not giving to RPAC, give to RPAC. So ballot proposal five, as you can tell, we're 37 minutes into this and, um, and boy, oh boy, are my arms tired. Um, with ballot proposal five, 
it's pretty straightforward. I don't have a recommendation regarding the telecommunications thing. I'm probably going to vote yes myself. I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. We've been doing it. Um, when it comes to proposal five, as I said, we've been doing this. So um, it's going to cost less than $100,000 because we already have all the technology and systems in place. So whatever. Proposal number six on fines and penalties. Maui Commission proposal number six, fines and penalties. The question is, shall the charter be amended to remove the cap on penalties for violations of the law so that they, are, they will be set by ordinance? Um, this, this really, Ram doesn't have a position on this one. Um, it would remove the cap, the, the one cap that that's currently explicitly stated, which is on operating a transient accommodation without a necessary permit. And it allows the penalties and limits to be established by ordinance. You know, my, my one concern regarding this cap on penalties is that a lot of times, especially when it comes to penalties from the planning department, in order to get the issue resolved, it also requires action and cooperation from the county and specifically the planning department, but sometimes other departments. And as many folks who are homeowners or, or in real estate are well aware, the planning department doesn't always act quickly. And if you tell them that there is no incentive to acting quickly um, because the amount of fines will just increase day by day if they don't act, well, then the incentive becomes to not act quickly. Do you get how that works? So if they're just going to get more money by making sure you can't fall into compliance and prove that you have resolved whatever issue you are paying penalties for, then they will just keep on making money off of you. Um, I don't like that. I think it's, it's probably a good idea when you have a department like the Department of Planning that has such a bad reputation um, for, for acting efficiently that you not incentivize them to, to get more money when they don't do their job. So I'm going to vote no on this one. I, I didn't feel passionately about it before sitting down to record this podcast, but the more I think about it, the more that that uh, ordinance uh, or that proposal, proposal number six, really frustrates me. Um, with proposal number six, it's not expected to cost the county anything more than, than 25000 max, according to the auditor. I think it'll be um, it'll be less than that. In fact, I think it'll be a net positive for the county. Let's explain. So the Charter Commission, they explain it this way. If you vote yes, the Charter includes a cap on the punishments that may be provided in law for violations of rules or ordinances. The cap is set at $1,000 per day for each day of the violation and one year's imprisonment, or both, except that penalties for operations of transient accommodations cannot exceed a $20,000 plus $10,000 per day um, for the unlawful operation to persist. So a yes vote would remove these caps and allow the council to set punishments by ordinance. Um, you know, they this council that we currently have um, didn't like a guy building a house that he got approvals from the county for, so they decided that they were just going to take it away from him. So, so they can be uh, pretty aggressive in their punishments sometimes, 
And, um, and you know, sometimes it's warranted because, you know, I, I got my own feelings about that house. But I don't think it should be in the charter that there's no cap. So vote no on that, in my opinion. That's not a Ram position. That's a Jason position. All right. Moving right along. We're almost halfway there with charter proposal, commission proposal number seven. Administrative department heads. Shall the charter be amended to require an administrative head nominated by the mayor to immediately vacate office if denied appointment by the council and to prohibit a letter of reg resignation as a condition of appointment for an administrative head? Um, commission proposal number seven is also not expected to cost much of anything at all if it were to pass. This is in response to... Um, I, apparently, Mayor Victorino um, had had the department head sign a letter of recommendation or letter of resignation before um, taking their positions, and so this is this is partially in response to that. I he has the authority to dismiss one of his department heads anyway. I don't know necessarily why he needed the letter of resignation, and um, so you know it's kind of a moot point in my book. Um, they can they can go ahead and, and do that or not. When it comes to taking their positions when denied by the council, this is also in response to a very specific circumstance that happened. Um, you know, ultimately, this is one of those those charter proposals that seeks to remove some of the authority from the mayor. Um, Everybody has different feelings about that. Traditionally, Maui County is set up to have a very strong mayor. If you believe that that's appropriate to have a very strong mayor, then you probably um, want to vote no. Uh, if you believe that um, the mayor's powers need to be limited and, and that you know the, the council should have a, a more a stronger say in how the departments are run and the administration is run, then perhaps you would want to vote yes for this one. I am, uh, I'm torn. Really, I'm just not going to share on that one. Okay, Maui Commission proposal number eight regarding the county clerk. Shall the charter be amended to authorize the county clerk to update the charter in compliance with law, clarify the county clerk's other duties, and to prohibit the county clerk and deputy county clerk from actively participating in political management or campaigns for federal, state, or county elective office. So this is depoliticizing the office of the county clerk. If you vote yes, a yes vote favors adding an additional duty to the powers, duties, and functions of the county clerk. The clerk will have the power to update the charter to correct non-substantive errors in compliance with the law and sub subject to the approval of corporation counsel and a majority of the council. The clerk and deputy clerk would also be banned from taking an active part in political management or political campaigns for any election cycle. Ram does not have a position regarding this one. In my opinion, I like it. Um, we, we shouldn't have to wait for an election cycle to fix grammatical errors in, in the charter or things that are, are just sort of unclear because of maybe punctuation. I think we can trust our county council and our county clerk to make those revisions as necessary because sometimes they are necessary. You know, we're only human. People miss stuff. Also, 
I don't think the clerk and the deputy clerk should be involved in, in politics just because, especially in this day and age where they're so involved in our elections and every Yahoo that doesn't get as many votes as they think they deserve because of their Facebook following is claiming election fraud, we need to, to try and keep the clerk and the deputy clerk separate from politics if possible. That's my opinion. I'm going to stick with that opinion. I'm going to vote yes on this one. Uh, you guys do your research. If you don't like it, don't vote yes. I, I got no problem. And Ram has no recommendation regarding that. All right. Maui Commission proposal number eight. Oh, I just read that one. Um, yeah. Sorry. I just read Maui Commission proposal number eight. Now I am on to um, Maui Commission proposal number nine, police chief. So this is one of those proposals where there is also an alternative from the Maui County Council. I'm going to start with the Maui Commission proposal. The Maui Commission proposal for number nine is that the charter uh, shall the charter be amended to require that the chief of police provide a written report to the police commission when the chief disagrees with the commission's findings related to the conduct of the department or its members? The Maui Council alternative to Proposal 9, which is going to be on the ballot as 9A, says, Council's alternative to Proposal 9, police chief shall, um, sorry, Here's what the question will read. Shall the charter be amended with council's alternative 9A to require that the chief of police inform the police commission when the chief disagrees with the commission's findings related to the conduct of the police department or its members, and upon the commission's request, provide a written report? So what this means is that if you vote for the charter commission proposal, um, one of the powers of the police commission is to receive and investigate charges brought by the public against the conduct of the police department or any department employees. The police commission issues a written report to the chief of police for the chief's disposition. A yes vote supports adding additional language which requires that the chief of police, um, that if the chief of police disagrees with the findings of the police commission, the chief must submit the reasons in writing to the police commission. It also requires that a summary of the charges be filed and their disposition be included in the commission's annual report. The council's alternative um, differs because the council has proposed um, it would only require the chief of police to submit in writing the reason the chief disagrees with the police commission's findings if it's requested by the police commission. So one of them requires the chief to file a report every time he disagrees with the commission's findings. And the other requires the chief to file a report only when the commission asks of it. You know, why did you disagree? This is kind of, you know, six one way, half dozen the other, in my opinion. Um, it, it, personally, if I had one that I favored, it would probably be Proposal 9A. Um, 
But, you know, it, that's hard because I go back and forth on that because you really want accountability from your police. And, and the police commission is the way that the citizens can hold the police accountable and say, you know, you got this complaint. We think you should do this. Here's our recommendation. And the police chief currently has the authority and he'll maintain the authority to follow that recommendation or to not follow the recommendation. The commission's proposal has a higher level of accountability because it means every time he disagrees, even if the commission isn't paying attention and they don't know that he's disagreeing with with their recommendation, he has to file a report. Now That might bog him down a little bit, um, but it might also make him more inclined to agree with the, the commission, which supposedly, I guess, represents the will of the people here. Still, from an efficiency standpoint, you might want to go with 9A which, you know, the police commission should be paying attention to the, at least the most serious of these complaints. And they should be aware when the chief of police isn't following their recommendations. I don't think it's that huge of a hurdle to ask uh, them to, to have to ask the chief for a report, for an explanation. So that's my two cents. All right, we're just going right along. Sorry, I had to drink some water. Great for radio. Now, Maui Commission proposal number 10. Um, let's look at that one. Number 10 is also one of the ones where there is a council alternative as well as the commission version. So let me start with Maui Commission proposal 10, and then I'll go to council proposal 10A. The question will appear. And this is all related to independent nomination boards. The question will be, shall the charter be amended effective July 1st, 2023 to one, create a nine member independent nomination board with its membership appointed by the mayor and approved by the council to recruit, evaluate, and nominate individuals for county boards, commissions, and the position of the county clerk, auditor, corporation counsel, and prosecuting attorney. Two, eliminate the prohibition on paying board and commission members. Three, set the county clerk's term at six years. Four, eliminate the requirement that no more than a bare majority of a board or commission may belong to the same political party. And five, stagger the membership of new boards so that five members would serve three-year terms and four members would serve two-year terms and provide that board members serving for an initial term of less than three years may be reappointed to a full term on the same board. That's the end of, of, of the Charter Commission's proposal. Now, here is the Council Alternative. Shall the charter be amended with alternative number 10A to one, create an 11 member independent nomination board with two members appointed by the mayor without council approval and nine members appointed by the council without mayoral approval and to recruit, evaluate, and nominate individuals for the positions of the corporation council and prosecuting attorney and county boards and commissions. Two, eliminate the requirement that no more than a bare majority of a board or commission may belong to the same political party. Three, remove the prohibition on paying board and commission members. 
and four, stagger the membership of a new boards and commissions so that five members would serve three-year terms, four members would serve two-year terms, and provide that a board member's uh, serving for an initial term of less than three years may be reappointed to a full term on the same board or commission. So how do these differ? Um, the council has proposed an alternative to proposal 10, and the council's alternative differs from the commission's proposal in three major ways. First, the council's alternative creates an 11-member independent nomination board with nine members appointed by the council without mayoral approval and two appointed by the mayor with, without council approval. This is much different than the, the, the commission's proposal, which is nine members that are appointed by the mayor and approved by the council. That's how boards are traditionally appointed. Two, the second difference is that the council's alternative would not require that the auditor and county clerk be vetted by this group, um, but it would require the, the top um, attorneys, corporation counsel, um, and, and the prosecuting attorney to be vetted by them. And three, the commission's proposed amendment would take effect on July 1st, 2023 to allow time for the appointment of the members of the independent nomination board, whereas the council's alternative would take effect as soon as the vote for the amendment was certified. I am conflicted on, on this proposal, number 10, because um, both options leave something to be desired and both options uh, do present something that, that might actually be beneficial. So, so just to address some of the minor aspects of this, um, we really need to get rid of that requirement that no more than a bare majority of a board or commission may belong to the same political party. Just because Maui is, is so dominated by one political party, also a lot of people aren't really sure what political party the, that they really belong to because most people, I wouldn't say most people, many people aren't actually registered with a party. They're just registered voters. So that, that switches things up. I think most people might actually be registered with a party in Hawaii, um, or at least most registered voters, but I'm not entirely certain on that number. Regardless, that requirement really, it, it causes some problems because you know local politics should be nonpartisan. So whatever your political affiliation is at the national level or at the state level really shouldn't matter when it comes to boards and commissions as much. Though, you guys know me, I'm pretty radical with some of my ideas, so I would like to avoid keeping some, some political ideologies away, but we'll, we won't talk about that. Um, now, also, you know, I'm, I'm not sure how keen I am on removing the prohibition on paying boards and commissions. Um, there's good reason why we don't pay boards and commissions or members of boards and commissions, but it also, you know, that sometimes keeps people from being able to serve because time is money, folks. When it comes to, to how the, the nomination board is created, that becomes a question of if you believe in the strong powers of the mayor versus the, the stronger legislative branch. Uh, I, think, I think the 11-member system is effective. That's what we did with the Charter Commission as a county this year. I think it was a good compromise. It got a nice balance on the commission. So I'm not really bothered by that. Ultimately, the big problem with both of these... Um, both of these ideas or both of these proposals is that 
it puts a bunch of of appointed you know civilians in charge of filling some really key positions for the county including corporation counsel and prosecuting attorney and when it comes to to civil and criminal law that's a lot of what an administration deals with so you know you're kind of clipping a mayor's ability to to govern you know in a certain way when you remove his ability to 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 choose corporation counsel and prosecuting attorney so so from a policy perspective i'm not really comfortable with these two top attorney positions being um you know sought out by a bunch of of just local community members that we have no idea if they know what a good prosecutor or what a good um, corporation counsel or what a good auditor would be. That's my big concern. However, I definitely think that this county needs to do something about filling their boards and commissions. Our county loves creating new departments and new boards and new commissions, and then they can't fill them. And then they pretend that the problem is that we don't have enough community involvement in this process. So let's fill another board to fill the other boards and commissions that we can't fill. I got a problem with it, people. Uh, Maui County sucks at efficiency. So maybe this would create more efficiency because maybe they would actually be able to seat this nomination board and they would actually be able to fill all the other boards and commissions. I got my doubts though, um, so I'm probably I'm just probably gonna vote no on on both of these, just because I got so many doubts. And if we look at what the auditor says, he says that this in, independent nomination board would would cost less than a hundred thousand dollars. I got my doubts about that one too, because this independent nomination board they're gonna need to be working with at least one attorney and at least one staff member, and they're gonna have meetings. There's, there's gonna be a lot that goes into this. It's gonna need you know, tech support, it's gonna need clerical support, it's gonna need a lot of support. So I think it's gonna be more than $100,000 um, to seat this board. That is um, just a guesstimate based on no real research from me. So do with that what you will. All right. Let's move on to Maui Commission Proposal 11. Impacts of Charter Amendments on County Taxation and Spending. The question is, shall the charter be amended to require that the county auditor assess the impacts of proposed charter amendments on county taxation and spending? Let's see what Dave DeLeon says. This is a he said it requires the county auditor to assess the fiscal impacts of proposed charter amendments on taxation and spending. Ram does not have a recommendation for this. So, you know, vote how you see fit. However, I think it's a great idea. I, I think we are lucky that the county auditor went out of their way to provide rough estimates as far as the charter proposals that will be on the ballot this year. And I, I would have really liked to have seen um, a more robust and detailed breakdown for, for what these, these numbers, um, where, where they're getting these numbers from. And I, I think that, you know, as taxpayers, when we're given a list of questions, does this sound good? Does this sound good? Um, it's really easy to get, get jazzed up for it. 
right? Because of course we want to support, um, you know, cultural resources. However, when presented with all of the information, like the cost, we're more likely to make a, um, a more informed and hopefully wiser decision on various proposals that come our way. So I think by, by only giving us this little ballot question and then not really explaining to us what the actual language of the charter amendments will look like, what it'll do, and how much it'll cost in practice, the, the county's kind of hoodwinking us. Um, I know there's a lot of folks out there who are, are a bit more fiscally conservative. And I think, you know, this might cost a little extra money to find out how much everything costs when we, they ask us to vote on it. But I don't think it'll cost that much more money. And I think it'll, it'll save us a lot of money in the long run. Because once voters are shown, oh, so you're going to need, you know, $4 million to do X or oh, that might be so expensive, you can't even come up with an estimate? When we're given that information, I think we'll make better decisions. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to vote yes on, on Maui Proposal 11. Ram doesn't have a recommendation for that. Um, I'm, just, I'm just saying my personal idea here. All right. Now we have completed the Charter Commission's proposals. Now let's talk about the two proposals that were put forward separately by the Maui County Council. So Maui Council Proposal 12, Maui County Community Water Authorities. The question is, shall the charter be amended to establish Maui County Community Water Authorities with regional community water boards to manage water collection and delivery systems acquired by the water authorities including state license areas in East Maui and to pursue long-term water lease agreements with the state to provide a long-term reliable supply of water for domestic and agricultural needs. Let's, um, you know, it's a real shame that, that they didn't provide a digest for this or, or a real breakdown of what it means if you vote yes or, or if you vote no. In fact, if you try and find any summary of this, you might find some of the news organizations that, that wrote articles about it, but honestly, those articles tend to be a little bit slanted one way or the other. Um, if you look on Facebook, you'll find plenty in support of this and a few things in opposition to this. If you Google it, you might find an editorial from Dave DeLeon that was, was butchered um, by, by some editor that doesn't recognize the brilliance of Dave, um, and, and he'll tell you that, that he's opposed to it. And, um, and Ram is also opposed to, to Maui Council Proposal 12, Maui County Community Water Authorities. Um, this is another one of those proposals that seems like a pretty good idea based on the ballot question alone. I mean, let's, let's read that last line of the ballot question. Um, to pursue long-term water lease agreements with the state to provide a long-term reliable supply of water for domestic and agricultural needs. So just that alone from that ballot question makes it sound great. However, the ballot question ignores the fact that, that this group doesn't actually exist yet. There are no water community water authorities yet. We don't even have a model for community water authorities in Maui County. So to say that they will provide long-term reliable supply of water for domestic and agricultural needs is a really big assumption especially since Maui County hasn't um, 
haven't done that. You know, we've we've had water provided to us at a very good rate um, by by other groups that have managed water sources. So there's there's some issues there with with the assumptions that come along with this question. Um, now now let's let's you know once we look into the details here, that's where where the concern grows. So the management of water resources is traditionally a government function. That makes sense. And there are currently several groups that have regulatory authority over Maui's water resources. These groups include the Maui County Department of Water Supply, the Board of Water Supply, Hawaii DLNR Commission on Water Resource Management, and the Safe Drinking Water uh, Branch of the Hawaii Department of Health. So, so water, it's being regulated pretty thoroughly in Hawaii. Uh, the newly proposed water authorities, if passed, would have much of the same authority at the, as the Maui County Department of Water Supply and Board of Water Supply have, um, but it is unclear how or if these groups would work together. Um, additionally, the proposed water authorities would be somewhat autonomous from our local government, though they would have significant influence over the use of government funds and resources. So this means there would be high consequences for their decisions with little accountability uh, from the populace. Maui County probably should do more to control and protect our water resources. I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and the, the state has stepped in to, to protect a lot of um, practices that are, that are culturally important that, that require water. So, so I think that's great. But this proposal represents a, a very big and sudden shift in policy without any real attempt at outreach and education to voters. Um, without a clearer understanding of how these water authorities would actually work in practice, we think it's unwise to support uh, or even ignore this proposal. Instead, we, we recommend that you vote no. Uh, as I mentioned, this did go through a county council process. Um, this was shepherded through by, by council member Shane Sinensi. Um, it is, there's a lot of emotion tied up with this proposal. I imagine that if people hear that, that I'm, I'm suggesting that you vote no, they're probably going to think very negative things about me. They'll think very negative things about Ram. Um, I, think, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I just wish that more was done to get buy-in from voters. And the fact that there wasn't more done to actually get buy-in from voters other than bullying people on Facebook or even in council meetings. I mean, anybody that said that they didn't understand in these council meetings was, was treated pretty, pretty poorly by, by those who were proponents of this bill. And, and this is a major shift that could impact the ability of thousands of residents to have reliable and, and affordable access to water in the long term. And I, I don't think it should be taken lightly. And because not enough has been done to, to get buy-in from the community and from you know, property owners, homeowners, and residents, of all stripes, um, more needs to be done before anybody can support this, in my opinion. But everybody's welcome to to vote their conscience. So, so Ram is suggesting you vote no. I'm personally saying I'm I'm likely going to vote no on this one. Um, it's not to say that I'm opposed to community water authorities. In fact, I think it's a good um, a good idea to to discuss it further and maybe pursue it in just 
you know, two short years when we have another election. But uh, for now, no, I, I hope we both know. Needs more vetting. All right. And there's one more proposal, proposal 13 on promoting climate change adaptation. This one is a weird one. Um, the question is, shall the charter be amended effective January 2nd, 2023 to establish a county policy to promote climate change adaptation, including by implementing guidelines to allow certain county employees to telework and have alternative work schedules? I fully support this. I think everybody that, that can feasibly work remotely or work from home should be allowed to work remotely or work from home just for the, the sake of the environment, but also for our own sanity. I will confess to you that most days I prefer to work from home and I get more work done. I am happier. I am more comfortable and, uh, and it works out for me. You know, I, my, my job satisfaction went way up once I was allowed to, to work from home primarily. And I think that's the way with a lot of folks. And um, there was a great interview with the mayors during the COVID pandemic where uh, I think it was Mayor Kawakami was talking about how, you know, some some permit folks in, in his planning department, you know, they were lucky to clear 100 permits in a month. And then once they started work from home, they, they were clearing 300 plus permits. So that that's indicative of why this is a pretty good idea. It's pretty low consequence. It's, it's not going to cost much for, for the voters. Um, so that's my two cents. And that is the end of these proposals. I hope all that stuff makes sense. If it doesn't, give this podcast another listen and feel free you know, to give me a call even. Now, real quick, because it is already past five o'clock and I've got an adorable baby and wife to get home to, I want to roll through some of these um, recommendations from RAM regarding the candidates. So I won't go into too much detail, but here's where we stand. We sent this out in Thursday things. We'll send it out in a standalone email as well, since ballots are getting sent out, I believe, this week um, or, or next week. So for Maui County Mayor, RAM is going to be recommending... Um, Michael Victorino for re-election. We know that, that um, we just know Michael Victorino. We know Mayor Victorino. We, we have known Mayor Victorino as a presence in Maui County for over a decade in politics, just politics alone. Many, many of our members have, have worked with him professionally as well uh, from his years in insurance and, and even, you know, working with, with Zales. Um, however, from his political career, I can go back a decade in our notes and find, you know, lots of examples of Mayor Victorino, then Council Member Victorino, uh, supporting issues that were important to RAM and opposing issues that, that really concerned our members. And sometimes he, he backtracked on, on positions that he started in support of because he gave us the opportunity to share our concerns and, and we won him over. You know, he, he's somebody that, that we've learned that we can work with. He's somebody that, that, you know, has an open door policy pretty much with everybody. Um, my mother-in-law personally is a big fan of Mayor Victorino because she had an issue one time and she called the mayor's office and he picked up himself and he, he solved her problem for her. Um, that's, that's kind of indicative of his character. Um, you know, Judge Bisson 
is an incredible candidate. He really is. And, um, and I, I can't really criticize him. You know, policy-wise, there are some things that, that Ram does not align with that, that he's been a proponent of. Um, however, you know, he's a very intelligent man who, who I think would be a great mayor as well. There, there is no, nothing that we can say to really detract from, from Bisson other than the fact that we just don't have a history with him. So, you know, because Victorino has, has been consistent um, and a, a real realtor champion, it's that decade of history that Bisson just, just can't really show us. Um, you know, and it's not fair to, to judge Bisson, but it, it's part of our criteria. So, you know, Mayor Victorino for re-election is, is what our recommendation is. When it comes to the upcountry seat, this is a no-brainer. Yukile Sugimura for re-election. Um, Yukile, if you know anything about local Maui politics, you know that if you call Yukile, she's going to try her best to help you. And you know that if, if you go up to the upcountry farmer's market, you'll likely run into her, and she's always around. And even when she doesn't have an opponent, she's always campaigning because it's an excuse to go talk to people here. Um, I, she's one of my, my favorite council members to work with, not just as a, as a government affairs professional, but even as a constituent. When I have an issue, even though I don't live up country, sometimes I'll call Yukile Sugimura about it. I do live in Wailuku, and when it comes to the Wailuku race, we are recommending Alice Lee for re-election, and that also is a no-brainer. Alice Lee has unparalleled experience. Um, you know, she, she was director of housing and human concerns. She was council chair, she's with MEO, she's with all these organizations. Um, she knows everybody. She, she knows the history of, of Maui County and its, its legislative, uh, processes. And, um, and Alice Lee also as a constituent, I have, I have worked with Alice Lee on personal stuff that concerns me. And she has been a delight. Um, she's such a helpful council member. She's so knowledgeable and she's so practical in, in how she approaches government. And she, she has the patience of a saint. I have seen Alice Lee get disrespected in council chambers by her fellow council members. And she just represents herself with so much decorum and class. And I'm a big fan of Alice Lee. And so, so, you know, even personally, aside from Ram's recommendation, I recommend that you vote for Alice Lee. For the Makawao Haiku Pa'ia seat, this should come as no surprise. We are supporting Nohe Uu Hajans. Uh, Maui needs housing, and Nohe works in permitting. She, she's working in, in trying to get housing built for folks now. And we think that it's a, a great opportunity to have her on the council as somebody who deals with this stuff on the regular basis. Uh, to have input in making it better. Aside from that, she grew up understanding Maui County politics, knowing the players, knowing how things get done here, and we think it's a system that she'll be able to operate and thrive in. Aside from that, we really, not we, this is speaking I, I love supporting young, local, smart candidates. Um, we, we have a lack of young, capable candidates who are willing to, to step outside of their careers and their family lives to serve this county. And we need to celebrate those people when they do step up. And, and Nohe is one of those people. So, big fan. All right, South Maui seat. This is, also shouldn't be a surprise. Uh, Ram is recommending Tom Cook. 
I am also personally recommending Tom Cook. Tom, you know, once again, right candidate for the right time. We need housing. Maui County seems poised to actually address the housing crisis. And then you got a candidate like Tom Cook, who is just deeply involved in getting housing built for folks. Uh, You know, he made a career building homes for our residents. And I think as a council member, um, he'll he'll be able to solve a lot of the, the gridlock and problems with efficiency that this county has. Also, Tom is just a really unique and interesting character that has a a beautiful perspective, just in various ways. You know, he was a homesteader for years. A lot of people try and paint Tom with this brush like he's some sort of, you know, dark horse developer that's, you know, secretly, um, you know, pulling strings. Tom, Tom is a, a hardworking guy who, who was kind of a hippie back in the day. I'm talking like, you know, all organic everything. So, so you know, people think that he might not get the environmental stuff. I, I think Tom gets it. I think he's got a really good heart for, for the environment and for people. And he's got a good balance um, as, as far as, you know, prioritizing people um, and their needs while, while also making sure that we protect our resources. I, I think his policies are well honed. I think, uh, he learned a lot from his, his last run for council and he's doing a great job now. He's got a lot of support in the realtor community, but the community at large, I'm excited to see Tom cook in, in the Maui County council, South Maui seat. So I really hope that that goes well for him. For the Kahului seat, we are recommending Tasha Kama. This is another one of those instances where we got two great candidates and really what it came down to for the Government Affairs Committee, um, and, and honestly for myself too, is, is that history. You know, Tasha came onto the Maui County Council with that initial wave of Ohana Coalition folks, and they were expected to be so dominant because they would vote as a block. And immediately Tasha distinguished herself as somebody who's an independent thinker who will hear people out, hear out all the sides, and make her judgment based on on her judgment, not what she is told to vote for or how she is told to vote. And you know, I, I don't I don't think any of the council members really just do what they're told. But but Tasha has has really demonstrated that that she is an independent thinker, that she will um, hear people out and give people a fair shake before making a decision, and she won't really hold um, you know preconceived notions against groups or individuals. Uh, Tasha does a great job of balancing the the needs and desires of, of people with our, our economic needs and desires. Um, you know, we we have had just such a pleasure working with Tasha Kama because she she has this open door policy for everybody. Also, she doesn't ignore Ram, and and she really you know she'll ask our opinion on on stuff, um, you know, of her own initiative. If, if she's thinking about policy that might affect affect housing, um, she knows that that you know Ram's going to be concerned with that. So I, I've I've loved working with Tasha, and that that pretty much really was the distinguishing factor from Buddy. Um, once again, Maui County is lucky to have Buddy Nobriga as a as a candidate. It's it's great to see you know that ideologically they're not too far apart, um, but but we've we've seen Tasha in action, and we like what we've seen. So that's me personally and Ram. We're kind of of the same mind in that. For the Lanai seat, uh, this one is a little bit more controversial than some of our other picks. We are supporting Gabe Johnson. 
I know that a lot of people love Ricky Hokama. Uh, Ricky Hokama has done great service to this county, and I don't want to say anything bad about him. Um, this is really about Gabe and his vision. So, so Gabe Johnson is about housing. His vision is almost identical to what Ram's vision is, and Ram's vision statement is a home for everyone. That's what Gabe Johnson wants to see. Now, many candidates pay lip service to housing. Gabe Johnson and his staff are actually putting in tons of work to come up with possible solutions. Now, I'm not going to pretend that Ram always agrees with those solutions. In fact, we, we have disagreed with Councilmember Johnson on a bunch of stuff that he's proposed. But, um, you know, we're grateful that he's, he's working to get housing on the, the forefront of everybody's mind. And we're also grateful that he is responsive to input. He gave us many opportunities. Whenever we've disagreed, he gives us opportunities to talk to him. Um, if I call his office, it is not rare for, for him to be the one that calls me back, you know, personally in, in very short order because he is, he's curious, man. He wants to learn. He wants to, to know what other people think. And it, especially, I, I think he's, he's very open when you, when you approach him with things that you disagree on, as long as you're respectful and we should always be respectful because these are public servants. But, um, you know, Gabe is, is tenacious in his a, approach to addressing housing. Uh, and, and Ram is really betting that, that, that tenacity is going to bring about more housing for our folks. And we want a home for everyone. So yes, Ricky was an outstanding council member. And, and I totally get anybody that, that wants to support Ricky Hokama. Uh, you know, he deserves support. Uh, just as far as Rams going, this go around, we're, we're supporting Gabe Johnson because we got high hopes for him. So, you know, you might want to do the same. Um, for the Molokai seat... We are supporting, Ram is supporting John Pele. That's who we're recommending. Uh, he's a relative newcomer to local politics, but he is a great candidate. He's earned a lot of support from our members just because, you know, once you meet him, he's really hard not to like. Also, he's a really thoughtful and realistic guy when it comes to policy. Um, you know, he, he strikes me as one of these cats that's way more interested in finding solutions than he is in pointing fingers uh, or being divisive for Facebook likes, which would be a nice uh, a nice thing to have in office. So, you know, having just completed his time on the Molokai Planning Commission from 2017 to 2022, John is knowledgeable on current county planning and development processes, and he recognizes the need to streamline and improve upon those, those processes for the benefit of our residents. So, you know, given John's background in property management and hospitality as a small business owner uh, and how deeply aware he is of how county policy really impacts the local economy and local quality of life, this, this was a pretty, this was a pretty easy um, decision, especially uh, considering the alternative. So, so we think his perspective will help him make wise decisions on our behalf. And, you know, as the county moves towards shifting our economy and changing its relationship with tourism, it would be nice to have somebody with his background in office. Uh, and all in all, we're, we're confident that, um, that he'll give us time and, and that he'll, he'll hear us out and that he'll, he'll be thoughtful in his approach to government. And right now, when it comes to the Molokai seat, um, you know, that's, that's Council Vice Chair Kayani Rollins-Fernandez. She, you know, I'll, I'll admit she has passed some, some really great 
legislation that that helps homeowners um, and, it, and it helps some of our most vulnerable homeowners. So I, I really don't want to be too critical of her because you know even even the long term rental exemption that was something that Ram asked for and she took the initiative to go ahead and make that a reality. However, when it comes to collaborating with Ram or working with Ram, um, I, I can't really say that that Kiani has treated the realtor community um, as you know in a friendly manner. Last election cycle. Right before the election, she was saying some pretty negative things about realtors on Facebook and, and even calling people out by name and putting their brokerage license numbers on online. I, I, you know, we can't really get behind that from an elected official. Uh, and even beyond that, from a procedural standpoint, she's very intelligent when it comes to procedure. And she uses that sometimes to, to obfuscate what's going on with policy. And, and there have been a couple of instances where, where I feel like, um, you know, the Sunshine Law was kind of skirted with, with procedural efforts um, that, that, you know, were seemingly orchestrated by, by her or her office. And uh, that's, that's a shame because, you know, that, that panel of, you know, the quote-unquote progressive block really pushes the idea of, of government transparency. And, and I love the idea of government transparency, um, but that's not what we're seeing in practice sometimes. So, so I, I expect better from John Pelle. Um, I think you can too. And, and I, I suggest you, uh, you vote for him. With the West Maui seat for Maui County Council, this is also one of those ones that um, was slightly controversial when we initially shared um, our, our preliminary um, recommendations with our members, and, and we're recommending Tamara Paulton for re-election for West Maui. And, you know, I know a lot of folks are upset about some comments that she made when she was a candidate for county council like four years ago. Get over it, people. Uh, Tamara Paulton is a serious council member. Uh, she, she often gets these disparaging remarks about, you know, oh, she was, she was a lifeguard. She wasn't just a lifeguard. Um, Tamara Paulton is a very intelligent and capable person um, who is who's supervised people. She, she's got a great education and a great head on her shoulders, and she is a very serious council member. She has a reputation for being um, you know, well-prepared for all of her meetings, reading through the materials. And I've talked to people that, that you know, are pretty disparaging of Tamara Paulton, and all of them still agree that she asks the best questions because she's the best prepared, generally speaking. So, so that's pretty huge when even people who don't want to like you have to respect you. And, and I actually, you know, I go beyond just respecting Councilmember Paulton. I like her. I know that she's not always going to agree with Ram, um, but she'll tell us when she doesn't agree with us. And she's given us the opportunity to try and convince her otherwise when she doesn't agree with us. And, you know, one example of this that I want to share is when it came to that transient vacation rental phase out legislation, um, you know, Councilmember Paulton had introduced one of the, the initial bills that gained traction for a TVR phase out. We were strongly opposed to it. We had very real concerns regarding the property rights implications. And Councilmember Paulton gave us many opportunities to explain in detail um, what our concerns were and why. And rather than just you know, having that, that confirmation bias that a lot of people get when you, when you suggest their legislation isn't good. Um, she, she actually took time and, and she pushed back when I, when I brought up points that she didn't necessarily intuitively agree with, 
But, you know, when I presented various arguments um, and, and aspects of law, ultimately she changed her legislation to something that preserves property rights and, and creates what's essentially a tax benefit for, for condominium projects that, that don't want to do short-term rentals anymore. Um, a way for them to, to get out of the short-term rental class if they're not doing short-term rentals, which is pretty huge. The, the council could have easily just left these taxpayers paying a penalty in perpetuity. Um, try saying that 10 times fast. But they didn't. And, uh, and that's thanks to Councilmember Paulton. Also, whoever is running against Councilmember Paulton, um, I, feel like, I feel like they owe the county of Maui an apology. And they, they owe the voters an apology. Because they're on the ballot, and I have no idea who this person is. So... I, I cannot recommend anybody voting for, for somebody that doesn't view their candidacy as important enough to actually run for office. You signed the papers. Um, you should be running if you said you're going to run. But Tamara Paulton is running, and, uh, and she's doing a great job as a council member, and, and we support her uh, for re-election. And when it comes to the East Maui seat between uh, Shane Senensi, the incumbent, and, and Claire Carroll... Ram is not making a recommendation, and, and I don't have a recommendation either. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. All right. Well, I have been ranting for, uh, looks like an hour and 25 minutes now. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far in, you are welcome to email me or call me if you have questions about any of this. Um, if you disagree with me and you just want to argue with me, please don't call. Um, leave that one for an email. Uh, emails are, are just a lot easier for me if you're just going to argue with me. Um, all right. Well, thanks for listening, folks, and uh, enjoy your weekends. I'm going to release this on a Thursday or a Friday. So happy Aloha Friday.